Hey there. Hi. It's us. Surprise! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you may have noticed the length is significantly shorter than they would traditionally be. And yes. that is because it's been a little bit of a busy week for the two of us. Yeah, and there's a holiday this week, the 4th of July. And we're out of town this weekend. So it's been a lot happening in one week. So hopefully for U.S. listeners, you've had a good fourth. And for people that aren't in the U.S., I don't know what you do on the fourth, if you care or not. Some people celebrate the fourth, even though they're not American. My friend in England does, which is ironic, but you know. But because we've been kind of all over the place and we knew our we wouldn't have as much time to work on our stories, we didn't want to sacrifice the quality of our episode by trying to rush through and record and edit fast and stuff. So we did something different. Um, for you all, we're going to put up one of our episodes that we would normally have for patrons only on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash podcast. Um, it's just going to be a shorter story that deals with more supernatural aspects. Yes, our secondary podcast episodes are called Supernatural Tales for You. So for now, we'll present you with an episode of that. And if you like what you hear, consider supporting us over on Patreon. Otherwise, hope you had a good week. And we'll be back um, next week with two murder stories. Our regularly scheduled program. Enjoy Supernatural Tales. Welcome to my table, Alex. Your table? My table this week. I'm in charge of the table. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're going on about. I don't know. I don't know either. It's my turn for a Supernatural Tale, though. Hooray! Woo! Nice, you haven't find that. No, it's okay. That was pretty good on its own. Are you excited and ready? Do you want to just dive in? Let's dive in. Yeah, I'll do my best. I might be a little lethargic after just eating food. Oh, it's okay. That's fine. Do you want me to sing my intro? Why'd you have to sing it? For excitement. Up to you. Let me take you down, cause we're going to County Severe. How was that? Is that supposed to be a riff on something? Yeah. On what? You don't know that song? No. Strawberry Fields by the Beatles? Strawberry Fields forever. Yeah, just, I just know just that part. Okay, well anyway, Severe County is where the story takes place, which is a fun name, and it's in... Eastern Tennessee, it's like right on the edge there. Like a little in, but right on the edge there. Which edge? The eastern edge. Hence, Eastern Tennessee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's pronounced severe, but it's severe. I looked it up. Anyway, anywho, this story takes place on a, in a location that can only mean great things. A crick. No. Hollow. No. Any other guesses for southern locations that are full of great things? Swamp. A plantation. Great times. Good times. Not actually. Don't don't take that out of context. Anyway, 
This is a story about Wheatland's Plantation. Is that a man's or person's name? No. It's literally Wheatlands. You know. Isn't there Wheat something? Wheat Montana. It makes me think of that bakery in Montana. Wheat Montana? It's not that, though. Okay, Wheatlands Plantation in Sevier County, Tennessee. Wheatlands Plantation goes way, 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 way back. It was uh, founded in during the Revolutionary War. Well, right after the Revolutionary War, I guess. 1791. By Revolutionary War veteran Timothy Chandler. And it stayed in the Chandler family for generations and generations and generations. So once Timothy Chandler passed away, he passed it to his son, John Chandler, in 1819. And in 1823, the original plantation house burnt to the ground. Uh, there was speculation that people passed away in the fire, but it's unclear. Did Timothy Chandler have slaves? How, how oh, early, yeah. How I mean, did the slaves start? Yeah, oh. I mean. Um, I don't know when the first slaves came, but he did, and they continued to be on the property. So, no, I'm not sure who passed away there. In 1823, John Chandler, which is the son of the original owner, rebuilt everything, and that same building from 1823 is still present there today, and is looks actually in really great shape. So, they did a good job. Obviously, with the name, their main product was wheat, wheat land. Uh, but they had a lot of other products that they produced on their farm plantation. They also had animals. So, in total, they had 15 horses, 10 mules, 40 cattle, 50 sheep, 300 hogs, produced 3,000 bushels of corn, 400 bushels of oats, 200 bushels of sweet potatoes, 150 pounds of wool, 200 pounds of butter. 200 gallons of honey, and distilled 6,000 gallons of whiskey. You already mentioned wheat, though. Well, in addition to all the wheat. How many bushels of wheat? I don't. A lot. More than those things. 3,000 bushels of corn was the highest, so more than that. Because their main product was wheat. So, greater than 3,000 bushels is how much wheat. The plantation covers over 3,700 acres, so it's humongous. I don't know what that is in miles, but it sounds big. I don't think acres. Well, I guess you can go square miles. I was thinking like, I was thinking. Oh, like a length versus an area? Literally. Uh, we have three acres in my parents' house, and that seems pretty big, so yeah. Um, in 1875, uh, after the slaves got emancipated, uh, the Chandler heir that owned it at that time which I think was John still. Yeah. When they were emancipated, he gave them a portion of the land and also kept them on and paid them to continue working there. Were they indentured workers then? Well, yeah. I mean... So not slaves by name, but slaves Well, still. So here's the thing. I'm assuming because of the word slave... You know, they weren't treated very well, but there was no evidence that they were mistreated either. Like, they're... There's no evidence they were treated well, though, either. Right. That's what I mean. I'm sure they weren't, but, like, there's no record of, like, 
the slave population that lived there being, like, hurt or whatever. I'm sure they were. But most of them stayed on and got paid to work there, and they also were given part of it. Like, he didn't have to give mm-hmm. them. But they he gave them a big chunk, which was renamed Chandler Gap. It still exists there today as, a like, a township. Throughout history, when it wasn't in production, it was used as winter quarters for soldiers, especially during, like, the Civil War and stuff. And it's, you can go and visit it today. It's a good example of what a plantation looked like. And, like I said, the house that was built in 1823 is still standing and in good shape, which is cool. It, like, didn't do a lot for a while, uh, but in 2011, a few businessmen purchased it. And their idea is that they want to restore it. So it's in good shape for what it is, but they want to restore it. It's a historical landmark. And they want to reestablish the distillery. Yep. Tennessee, Kentucky, known for distilling. For whiskey? Yeah. What would that be? Whiskey from Tennessee, is that... That's not bourbon. That's Kentucky usually, right? Yeah, it is probably... I guess it depends what they distill with. It could be rye. It might just be whiskey. Hmm. Moonshine. Um, is that a type of whiskey? It's, I mean, moonshine is basically just like unaged whiskey. Oh. Like white lightning. Didn't you get whiskey from 1911 and it was unaged? That was a moonshine. I did. I think it's also probably part of the process. Oh. Like the stilling. Got it. Okay. So that's a little history on our house and plantation property. Okay. Spooky, scary stuff time. So at least 70 people have died in the house itself. So maybe that's a sign that maybe the slaves weren't treated great. That's a lot of people. They How do they know 70? It's on a record. It's written down. People were like, so-and-so died today. Were they slaves? It was just 70 people, not all slaves. Some were the family. Like, Timothy Chandler, senior, senior, died there and stuff. Mm-hmm. 70 people died in the house, and many, many, many more died on the property because there were two civil... There was a civil war and a revolutionary war battle on the lands. I don't know, they fought Revolutionary War in Tennessee. That's what I read, but I don't know either. I'm not a Revolutionary War buff. Maybe we just made a lot of people angry because I was wrong. I don't know. Two women, which are in that 70 people, died suddenly in the house. One had a heart attack, and another one, the other one broke her neck in 1888 and 1932, respectively. She fell down the stairs? Uh... I don't know how yeah. you suddenly break your neck. Yeah. Yes, yes. So some people, when they go and visit there, talk about, like, female spirits, and they assume that it's these two women because they were sudden deaths and, you know, in the supernatural world, spirit world, st- sudden deaths are often, often lead to strong spirits. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the Chandler family passed down the house for generations, and the last 
family, uh, like the last people in the family line to have the house were another Tim Chandler, but he went by Tim, so clearly it was a more modern time. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so Timothy Chandler and his son Little Tim were the last two that owned the house. Did Little Tim have a pair of crutches? No. He didn't need a big goose or whatever. Which I thought it was a turkey. Was it you that told me it was a goose? Your mother. Oh. I thought it was a turkey. There's an interesting story, actually, with Tim and his son, Little Tim. Before they got the house, one night in 1942, Tim Sr. got very drunk, and he was he was known to have a drinking issue. But he got drunk one night because he found out that he wasn't going to inherit the house from his mother. Instead, she was going to pass it on to Little Tim and skip over him because of his drinking issues, and she didn't think he was responsible enough for the plantation. So he got really upset about this, and he started going around the house shooting a pistol, like Yosemite Sam, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yosemite Tim. And Little Tim acted on the situation and bludgeoned his father to death with a fire poker. Fire poker? Yeah. I guess it used to be bludgeoned. Yeah, you don't have to use a pokey end to stab. You could just smack him over the head. Well, I was also thinking because it also fire pokers also have this straight bit and they also have a curved bit that goes back, right? Not necessarily. No. It's usually like a a straight bit. Um. And he did this in the living room slash parlor. And when guests go and visit the house, they can see bloody footprints on the floor where he died. And there's a lot of paranormal activity in the room, things moving, etc. And apparently, the staff that, like, the owners and things, they try to clean those bloody footprints off pretty regularly, but they keep coming back no matter what. Men's bloody footprints? Child's bloody footprints? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Just his bloody footprints. I guess it could be either. I don't know. Also, the little... Probably the father's. I don't know. Also, did little Tim get the money after murdering his father? Yeah, I think he got the house. Yeah. That's what grandma wanted. <laughs> she's like, you can have the house if, if you kill your dad. That's it. It was, she's inheritance on the table. Here's a fire poker. Whoever, oh, yeah. wh- whoever wins gets it. Yeah. Except the dad had a pistol, so it's kind of an unfair fight. But he was just. He brought a pistol to a poker fight. Right. A poker match. Poker game. Poker match, if you will. Uh, Fifteen people are on record as dying as having died in the master bedroom. So that there's like the most activity in there, just because there's so many different spirits, and the owners have attested that they themselves have seen things in there. And when they were asked, like, "Hey, like, what kind of evil in, is in this house?" they were quoted. As saying that they've that they've looked for evil. Wait. You don't look for evil. Evil looks for you. No. Oh. Uh, when they were asked about the evil in the house, they said, "People ask us if we see anything evil, and we tell people if you seek evil, you'll find evil. So we never look for it." Basically, what I said. Well, I wanted to give you the exact quote. Okay, I'm just saying. Like, this was a quote Mm -hmm. in an article. 
So they don't play with Ouija boards or... Yeah, they're like, we don't go looking for that stuff. It's everywhere in this house when we aren't looking for it. What would happen if we did look the for it? The exact reason why I don't use Ouija boards. Yeah, except you don't have scary, spooky stuff happen without them, so... Who knows what will happen if I do, though? Right. Well, that's their mantra. And to add to it, the cherry on the top, just, just guess what else is with this property. Slave graveyard. No. Well, yeah. There is a mass graveyard where all the slaves are buried on top of each other, which is really sad and wrong. So I got it. Well, but that wasn't what I was referring to. Mm. Suicides of women jumping out of windows. No, it's what you always guess. I don't know. And let me guess. It's built on an ancient Indian burial ground. (laughs) You say that all the time. I guess so, yeah. You do. That's your go-to guess. Yes, it's built on an ancient Indian burial ground. Native American, I don't say Indian. I don't, I heard. I think now it's. Native people. I think it's the same thing like with Oriental. You don't call people Oriental, but you call things Oriental. I don't call things Oriental. Like Oriental rugs. I don't call, I don't even know. I think that's the same thing applies with Native like it's a native reservation, it's a native or a Indian casino, Indian reservation, Indian barrel ground. I don't or know. it's native whereas it's native people. I'm not sure. I try to do my best. Um But yeah, there's a famous battle between native people and white settlers called the Battle of Boyd's Creek. Which I'm really bad at history, so I'd never heard of this. But basically what it was is these white people, like they do, want the property. These motherfuckers. They're like, we, this, this is ours. We want this. And the Cherokees are like, what? We've been living here. And then there's this huge battle and lots of Cherokee people die and unfortunately lose. So at least 28 Cherokees died during this battle and were like buried there. And it was fought right on the edge of the property. So it was, it was right on the edge of the property, but still within the property. So they did all this plantation work on top of it. It's weird to me. I mean, I guess logistically, in terms of like a battle, they're going to fight this battle and then the two sides are going to leave. They didn't. The white people won. That's all even weirder for me than is like... They're just going to allow the native people to bury their dead, like, on this land they just I don't won. think it was, like, a great burial. I think it's, like, people died and, like, kind of got in the, like, put in the water and, like, you know. I don't think it was, like, a full-on burial ceremony. I think they just, like, had their dead there. It's like, all right, you won this land. Hold on. Come back in, like, two days after, got, like, after the funerals. No, they got, like, consumed by the land over time. That kind of deal. Not like a official one Mm. people tend to hear gunshots and cannons going off on the property where the civil war revolutionary war and boyd's creek battles have taken place this is just like a hot spot for violence so there's a lot of guns footsteps can be heard upstairs when people are downstairs and doors open and close on their own and it's been featured on a couple different Ghost shows, one of which was called Ghost Stalkers, which has YouTube videos. 
Mm-hmm. And it's painful to watch. I recommend that you do it. <laughs> There's this guy, and he looks like... Um, oh, shoot. There's a character in a movie, and I... Oh, it's a character in Supernatural. Never mind. Dean, Sam. No, if people are listening, it's... um. Ellen's friend. What's his name? I don't remember. Beelzebub. No. Anyway, he looks like he's like some greasy weirdo. But he go- And he talks in a monotone. And he's like creeping around. I'm just giving you like a play-by-play on the little oh, man, he clip had, I watched. He has to creep around. Yeah, he's creeping around at night, like crouched down with a flashlight. And he's just like, I'm wondering if there's a portal somewhere on this property. And if so, whether the spirits traveling to this realm, whether there are spirits traveling to this realm through this home. Basically, just like that, the entire time that they have their show, he talks like that. There are other people, or just him? Uh, There's like two other people, but mostly it's just him going, I'm wondering if there's a portal. Probably his idea. Those other guys are like, all right, sure, I'll be in a ghost hunting show. I also, like... I didn't know there had to be a portal. He's like looking in the basement. He's like, where's this darn portal? He doesn't say that, but like, did you know there had to be a portal? I mean, I don't know the rules of ghosts, but it's possible that like trauma can cause a portal to spawn. (laughs) To spawn? (laughs) You've played too much Minecraft. No, I mean like. Or other video games. I'm trying to think of an instance. There's like a door where if you open it, ghosts come through. Well, that's like Ouija boards. It's like you have, that's why you have to say goodbye. Oh, that's a portal? So then you, you just say goodbye, otherwise you don't close it. Got it. Well, he thinks there's a portal in that uh, plantation. So maybe there's a portal in that plantation. I don't know. And that's what I got for the Wheatlands Plantation. You can talk to the owners and get tours if you want. And they also have, like, ghost walks sometimes. And a lot of people go around Halloween, but the owners say there's no reason to do that because it's active at all times, not on Halloween. Do they live there year-round? No. Is it a and b No. It's just a building. They're waiting to get it up and running as a distillery, although they bought it in 2011, and it's 2019, and so I don't think it's going very well. I don't know. Maybe someday. Maybe someday, if you're ever in... Severe County? I was going to say Savage County. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, so that's my story. Thanks for tuning in again to Supernatural Tales. hope it was spoopy scary for you and gave you some things to think about. Like portals in your own homes. Yeah. Beware. You might be opening portals when you don't know it. Check your... Buyer beware. Dryer. Your dryer door might be a portal. Who knows? A static TV at 3 in the morning. Portal. Portal 2 might be a portal. Poltergeist. I know. So go ahead and keep on being amazing. We love you, patron, so much. If you haven't already, tell a friend and rate us. And put a review on iTunes, because we love those. Those are great. Um, and if you're not following us on social, 
at Sidetails Podcast, our Twitter and Instagram, and a Facebook also. Yep. And then uh, Sidetails Podcast at Gmail for source suggestions or things you have heard. Great. See ya in the future. Pew, pew.